Welcome, wrestling fans, to a bout of epic proportions. It's time to strap on your boots, throw that title over your shoulder, and stumble to the middle of the ring for a double choke slam from the Brothers of Discussion. In the far corner, the older, the wiser, the funnier, Mike Clang and Bang Clang. In the other corner, the younger, the quicker, the prettier, Matt, thumping and pumping, clang! Hi everybody, welcome to episode 60 of the Brothers of Discussion! Oh no! Mike, how are you doing? Oh no! Oh no! Obviously, no. Mike is still excited about that amazing episode of NXT last night. Yeah. Uh, where we got to see some of the greatest wrestling <laughs> we've seen all year, unfortunately. It was all in one show, Ducky. Yeah, you didn't even have to watch NXT. Uh, all you had to do was wait for this episode uh, because <laughs> all, all we got uh, were, uh, were recaps. And then uh, we got a Bianca Belair match um, and yeah. a Cassius Ono match. Yeah, why are we skewering, skewering, skewing, skewering all the takeover events when they could have just told us this was going to be a best of show? Damn it! All right. Yeah, Matt. I, I would have liked some, uh, you know, maybe a heads up that some that was going to happen. That would have been nice. Yeah, I was all settled in with my popcorn. Yeah. And then I felt like I should have had reheated popcorn because these were reruns, Ducky. Yeah. Not anything, I mean, you know, if I wasn't watching that, I, I, I would have just had The Office on in the background, um, yeah. and that would have been my 10th time going through The Office. So, you know, I'm a hypocrite if I say, God damn you and your reruns, but, uh, you know, I, I just a quick little uh, tidbit there. I was kind of just teasing you for still being excited over Cassius Ono. Uh, who gave yeah. us, uh, I think this is what you're more excited about, gave us the quick shout out because uh, he was tickled by <laughs> my tease of him tickling uh, Matt Riddle's feet for uh, for an attempt to change the momentum in his match. Uh, it didn't go over well. Matt Riddle got the uh, the victory and, uh, and then he went on to beat the shit out of Matt Riddle. Um, yeah, that's that's what happened. I mean, kind of what's already been happening with Cassius Ono, Matt Riddle. So nothing. Well, I think the nothing the too important match there. was inconsequential. The important thing was that we got retweeted for a foot fetish joke. Right. That Which was a big deal. My favorite thing is that is now one of our most highly liked tweets. And yes. if you ever wanted to know. What brings us up on Google compared to anything else? It it's is Matt Riddle's bare feet. Yes, uh, we pop up as number one, and I think number four for Matt Riddle and his bare feet. We've so, got the market cornered on Matt Riddle for, feet for anything uh, involving Matt Riddle and his bare feet. The brothers of discussion uh, are we your hub. You and if you want to find all that great Matt Riddle feet coverage, go to bodpodcast.com. You can also find us on social media, Twitter and Facebook. That's at 
BOD Podcast. That's where Cassius Ono found us. Uh, so go to at BOD Podcast. We are we're putting in the efforts. Uh, Full time jobs seem to get in the way quite a bit. Um, <laughs> but we hope you enjoyed over the last week. We gave you our top matches, which uh, the WWE was. You know what, Mike? I think they found BODpodcast.com because they were nice enough Ooh. to steal our idea for uh, best yeah. tag match of the year. Uh, they went on for weeks touting all their takeover tag matches, and little old Matt puts out puts out his opinion in regards to how great is it when you can combine athleticism with amazing storytelling, and nothing compares to that July 11th match yes. of Mustache Mountain and Undisputed yes. Era where uh, Tyler Bate had to literally throw in the towel to save Trent Seven. I tell you, that I watched that. I watched every single one of those tag matches. Um, I'm on it. I'm, I'm being completely honest here. I watched every single one of the tag matches that were ranked, and then I watched that one. That is that still better. It's the best. It could be one of the best tag matches I've ever watched. I mean, when you talk about a tag match of the year, you have to kind of make that comment because – We've only been watching wrestling for 30 years. Uh, probably right. 25 is more accurate. Uh, maybe even 20 is is even more accurate. Um, <laughs> either way, that that was easily one of the best tag matches. As we go year to year, you got to remember that the wrestling is just getting better and better. If you go back in time on the network, all that does is highlight how slow the matches were. So now, as yep. we continue to go forward, the athleticism keeps getting more impressive. It is that much easier to say that that we're seeing year after year the best wrestling we've ever seen. Basically, uh, end of the end of the day here, the WWE stole our article about how great that match was. And after going a whole month of only talking about takeover matches, because oh well, that's the easy thing is to just Google what the re- results were <laughs> instead of recollecting your favorite match. Um, yeah, well, then the WWE came around and and completely not only not only Mike did they change their mind on what the best tag match was the day after our article went out, uh, they also went ahead and made it one of their matches of the year that you can go yeah. ahead and vote for on Twitter. Huh? How about that? How <laughs> about that? What a what a weird quinky dink that was. So yeah. anyway, for all of you bloggers that work for the WWE and have been stealing our. Um, creative content for the last year <laughs> year and a month uh here's to you i'm taking a sip of uh, a beer barrel bourbon from mm. new holland brewery mm. it's where they view the beers actually Ooh. Uh, but uh, mike you gifted me this bourbon i'm gonna sip i'm gonna sip away just to forget the pain that is mark content being good enough to be recognized but makes no money here we go well, we had um, mm, Matt. Mm. I'm drinking a Founders, uh, um, yeah, the pain, highly acclaimed the pain KBS flavored stout. Ooh, nice. That was also a gift from you, Matt. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Clink. <laughs> well, I had a uh, I had a lovely article about match of the year, and I literally all the matches that I referenced that could have won. Uh, were also mentioned in WWE's match. Of the year. And then they stole my idea. Yeah, that was that was the other one. It was a little. Come on, like they. Hey, you know what? That's a good point. This guy, it's great. Like, uh, you know, I disqualified the AJ Styles because you know he's just the greatest wrestler ever. So you know, anyone in the ring is gonna look like they're having a match of the year candidate. But all his best stuff involved kicks to the nuts. 
Yeah. Um, so, you know, it didn't quite have the finish you'd, you know, ideally want. Um, I discredited Daniel Bryan versus Brock Lesnar, if only because it was a... A Brock Lesnar match? It wasn't... Well, I mean, <laughs> Daniel Bryan, I think, got the best Brock Lesnar match we've ever seen. Um, and it was... Uh, if you read the article, it was the the most underdoggiest match that, you know, Brock's ever had. Because yeah. anybody in the ring... The way he's booked is an underdog, including Cena, including Orton, including Undertaker, Undertaker, uh, and to see Daniel Bryan, you know, pound for pound against Lesnar, that's easily, you know, the the biggest disparity, you know, in size. Uh, but Daniel's able to use his, his ring smarts to make it look like a close fight, and you know, get you get you actually hanging on to every false finish. Um, but again, it kind of came down to a nut kick, and then the the finish was a little abrupt because Brock, you know, hit one finisher, and it was basically over at at that point. Right. Um, match of the year was Becky and Charlotte, um, in their last woman standing match. It. Uh, what I wanted to point out is which I completely you know, agree with. Yeah. Well, thank you. And uh, what I want to point out is so often with. Um, you know, violent stipulations. You know, they're just violent stipulations because it's that time of the year. You know, right? Um, you know, it's late, late. It's a little December time. You know, time to bust out those tables, ladders, and chairs. You know, in September we got to get out the hell in a cell. Uh, this was just an emotional payoff match where you know a, a traditional, you know, pin count or submission just wasn't gonna do it. These two had a blood feud, they had a real grudge match. We needed a payoff. And it was a fitting finish. And these two ladies didn't pull any punches. Uh, they definitely, you know, destroyed their own bodies for our amusement. And it felt real. The violence felt real. Um, the desire to win felt real. Um, this is a match that I will happily, you know, revisit. Um, you know, it's on my list of, you know, rewatching every single Royal Rumble and... Um, yeah, you know, like the Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. I will happily go back to this year, you know, 2018, um, you know, and watch Becky and Charlotte go at it again. I, and I, you know, Mike, if there's one thing I can say that I, I truly do mean here, it's it's how much I love reading your articles. And I wish, I think I think the Brothers of Discussion family agrees. Um, they're much easier to edit than my own articles. Uh <laughs> Okay. Well, we're gonna have a. I'm gonna have a nice NXT UK uh, preview for everybody. We're gonna try and not only are we gonna corner the market on Matt Riddle feet, we're gonna try and corner the market on US people covering NXT UK. Yay! So I'm gonna put that together for you. Be the first. Well, no, because once we were co- once we cover it, then the WWE bloggers will will know exactly. You no, know, maybe we should uh, write a couple articles about this. Huh. What are you guys thinking? Oh, that's fine. <laughs> Well, the brothers are discussing to have something coming out pretty soon, so <laughs> let's just copy and paste that, change our names at the top. Well, Genius. One, uh, one story that we stole from everybody else, uh, but unfortunately it's extremely sad, and we lose a lot of people in pro wrestling. And its I'll be honest, it's not very often that... Uh, you know, I mean, wrestling's been going on forever. I just made the comment about how long we've been watching it. And it's very rare, I feel, that we're still getting that emotional hit from these losses only because we didn't know anybody well enough. Uh, But this, uh, the loss of Mean Gene, uh, it it, it was something that not only 
like this just kept kicking you in the gut like all day uh because everybody kept posting these stories that you know like i said sometimes uh we lose superstars and we lose uh, personalities and i'm really just learning about them when they pass but mean gene someone who meant a lot to me and uh and hearing all the stories all day just crushed me and uh mike you've got uh i know you've got something to say here too but i, I also want to let the the fans know there were <laughs> some some of these things I, i'll say the rockstar spud one uh was the absolute best uh but mike uh i, I want you to go ahead and i'm, I'm sure oh, you have something I, to we, say about we like doing gene. impressions on this show but no nobody has that golden voice of uh mean gene okerlin um oh yeah i, I wasn't asking I... you to do an impression <laughs> oh thank god thank god Mike, guy, uh, take, take it voice. away. Say, say goodbye <laughs> as Mean Gene, if you could. Take it away. Well, Hulk Hogan, you got all this crap all over the ring. You know, explain yourself to these people. Um, I think, you know, we've we've seen, um, you know, like people like, you know, Jim Ross have to do behind-the-scenes interviews. You know, uh, we're, we're live, buddy, you know. Right. We've seen Michael Cole kind of cower in the face of The Rock. Um, I think singularly you know and we love a lot of these we love a lot of these announcers you know um you know maro um bernalo uh <laughs> no we love you know uh jim ross i love Corey graves um i like renee young how she's developing um but i don't think any of them could hold a candle to mean gene okerlin um something about his voice something about his presence he could do you know a couple different things at once he's really good at getting you over yeah but he was so like quick-witted and sharp um he could you know he could get himself over even when he had to be the the lackey or he had to be the the straight man yeah um he still he had that level of credibility and it was just because of his um that vocal delivery he had that was so strong um, oh and his quick wit oh absolutely um i mean he had to you know, it's it, what we're learning is more and more of these highlights from behind the scenes as they come out that he had a kind of a potty mouth, but it was just, it was so damn funny, you know. <laughs> um, you know, there's the classic bits if you go on YouTube, you know, where he's uh, doing another behind the scenes uh, vignette and the the backdrop starts to collapse behind him and you hear him go, fuck it, you know. <laughs> it's just such a raw fuck it, you know. Um, and you hear this beautiful golden voice that could, you know, make any wrestler on the planet you know look like a million bucks to hear that voice have to you know degrade itself to saying ah fuck it you know it's just it was such a beautifully hilarious moment <laughs> um and i mean mean gene was right there for some of my favorite moments like uh macho man doing the, the cream rise to the top and mean gene just had to take it he had to stand there hold the mic not laugh as macho man would decorate himself and mean gene with little uh diners you know diner driving and dives uh coffee creamer packets yeah he's putting them on his own head he's putting them on his shoulder he's Pull putting them in mean gene's hand doing magic tricks pulling yeah. him out of his wristband that was yep. <laughs> like to think that he walked <laughs> in to the interview with all those stuffed in there yep um and he was so good too at um like what I wanted to mention was, uh, you know, like the big moment in in '96 when Hogan, you know, betrayed WCW. Um, you know, Bobby the Brain got the big line, you know, saying Hogan betrayed him. Uh, you know, but Okerlin was, you know, like he was the voice of the audience. 
he was our emotional stand-in. So when he was in the ring, you know, uh, questioning Hulk Hogan, you know, look at all this crap in the ring. What in the world are you thinking? I've been with you so many years to see you with the likes of these these two men. Absolutely makes me sick to my stomach. And I was like, yeah, what the hell, Hogan? What are you doing? <laughs> um, and I, I honestly, like, I love Corey. I, I love, you know, Michael Cole. He's he's such a pro. Um even Morrow, I I don't think any of those guys could have made that moment as magical as as Mean Gene did. Um, obviously, it's a subjective opinion, but something about his delivery. There's there's a, nobody else who could have done it like that. Yeah, I but, I, um, I mean one of the things too that I think uh, really really brought out his personality to like get him kind of introduce him to everybody outside of just like what what we knew um, and what he could deliver. Um, I, I really like that the WWE Network, um, that reality show, the Something House, um, that, that was something I, 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 like, to this day, I'll probably never go back and watch for the whole, but to see Mean Gene in that show, he was easily the most entertaining person. And oh, he's, uh, Le- Legends House. Yeah, Legends, Legends House. House. He, yeah. And he's the only person that's not a superstar walking around there. Uh, but man, did he own that show. And that, that that was mean gene at his his very best um and that, that was fun to watch and i know you i know you want to tell the uh you know well drake maverick now but the spud mckenzie story <laughs> yeah and, and yeah. rockstar spuds just uh I, I don't know he must he must have run into him in in a, a tna situation but um spud i was walking around the office uh, titan towers and stanford connecticut you know who's talking about you and to see, like, just to read this tweet and to have Drake Maverick, like, trying to describe this. And he's like, I leaned in and I was so excited. And I went, what? What do you mean? Who? Who's talking about me? And just... <laughs> 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 me, Gene, turned to him and just rock his world or just... Or maybe he's expecting his world to be rocked and he just completely <laughs> deflates it. It's, it's the yeah. balloon has popped. And just to turn to him and go, absolutely fucking nobody. And just walk away. <laughs> absolutely fucking nobody. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. Uh, but uh, Mean Gene, uh, you know, if uh, if you're out there, we love you. Uh, you might not be listening to Brothers of Discussion, but, uh, you know... Uh, if if you if you are new to wrestling and you haven't done uh, your research go check out uh you know you can check out the legends house is fine but go watch the old wcw and monday night raw wars and you'll see uh gene uh doing his best uh really for both sides but uh i i think i grew up with him to me only being a wcw guy and then it wasn't until yeah. later where i started to see all the old wwf stuff uh but Man, oh, man. Uh, still kind of hurts to talk about it. Uh, mean Gene, we love you, man. Uh, but we do have other news to get into. Yeah, rest in peace, Mean Gene. Um, at least, gosh, you know, the way you, you mentioned at the start of this segment, like, you know, how these rest, wrestlers always seem to get taken too early. At least, it, at least it seemed like Mean Gene got to live a full life. And, you mm-hmm. know, we got to enjoy him as long as we did. So thank you for the memories, Gene. Yeah, he got to that point too where he was making jokes about lasting too long. So that's kind of where you're like, okay, well, it's it's okay if if he's gone. <laughs> yeah, if, he, if he's fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, but some more bad news: Tony Storm deleting all of her social media accounts yesterday. 
due to the fact that some photos leaked of her, I just wanted to take this opportunity. I know this isn't all wrestling fans, but, you know, fuck you. What the fuck? <laughs> I, if there's anything that needs, like, your time devoted to, and you have the ability to hack into someone's account... And now you've made this person not only delete all their social media accounts, you've made them, like, you've made this person feel so uncomfortable. That was their best option, was to delete contact with the known world. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, go fuck yourself, man. Whoever did that. And if you heard this story and you started Google searching photos of Tony Storm, you are the monster. You're the reason that that happened. So... You suck if you did that, uh, and the person who hacked her her accounts. I mean, there's not much to say here. We're more just reporting the news. But if you're looking for Tony Storm's account, and you know, I I'll, I'll be I'll be the first to say I'm not gonna go ahead on our our Twitter account and do hashtag support Tony because I I just I don't know how genuine that is when you do that, and <laughs> I mean. We don't normally do that kind of thing. Um, even with Mean Gene passing, we just wanted to retweet some other people's content. Like I, I want it to be more about uh, for Gene, like sharing those moments and talking about that and being happy with that. I don't yeah. ever want that to generate like that's how we're getting our audience is because we're we're working off of your emotions. For this, for for me, I just want people to be aware of what's going on. Uh, and that's that's about it. Yeah. And I want to say fuck you to whoever did that. And 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 that's the long and short of it. Yeah, it's it's I don't know. It's for me, it's just kind of a dilemma because I want to like like you want to be supportive, but I feel like making it trend on Twitter kind of encourages the awareness that there's even an opportunity to see you know private exactly. That's a great photos point. of Tony. That is a great point um so but at least like if, i didn't even know it existed until it was trending on twitter and i was just kind of like oh well i guess this happened again uh yeah so awkward discussion to kind of have um because you want to have awareness but not that kind so tony we we gosh we do you know stand with you it's not like i've never had a nude photo on my phone of myself so i'm glad i'm not a you know professional oh man I'd somebody be in the public so eye but fucked. uh i'd be fucked there's dick yeah. pics galore. My yeah. wife just, man, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, it's an invasion of privacy. So if you're listening to the brothers of discussion, we do not advocate you looking up those photos. Uh, leave her alone. Leave her to her privacy. You know, she did not want to share those, obviously. So. Uh. Um, and and even more bad news. Uh, <laughs> There's good news coming, but yeah, one last yeah. awful thing. Once we wrap up the show, it'll be the good news. Uh, Chris Benoit yeah. memes have resurfaced in regards to him getting into the Hall of Fame. And this looks, it appears to be an effort of WWE fans and pro wrestling fans to ensure that one day this just awful monster who's even worse than the human that... <laughs> tony storm's account for some reason makes it into a bullshit hall of fame everyone he does not need to be on your tv ever again or at least if you're watching the network just i mean that's why you're watching it just to watch pro wrestling the man is 
he did horrible things this hall of fame means nothing you wanting him to be in the hall of fame if you are that person is absolutely insane because i will say it again this hall of fame is to get tv ratings you it's not like you can go to stanford and walk through the hall of fame and read about everybody no it's just so they can have a tv show and you know pinch each other's butts but if it did mean anything of course chris benoit would never be in it he did awful terrible things so again cut it out <laughs> if you're part of this yeah, problem just, just give up it's not something yeah, that will it's, ever it's happen just and it should just kind of some trolling that's you know getting a little notoriety I don't, I don't really see it getting you know momentum or anything but man the things people kind of fixate on it's just kind of bizarre i don't know oh my god there's so many things to worry about in the world and getting chris benoit into the fucking hall of fame jesus christ how about we why don't we channel that energy into getting owen hart in the hall of fame how about that right and that'll probably never happen just as like the the probability of that happening is just as sure as chris benoit but now that, I that think about means it, more i don't think china's in the hall of fame either there's another spot you could you know channel your energy yeah i'll still go to that step where you just know that you love china you love owen hart and you can go back and watch their matches i this hall of fame is such baloney nobody needs recognition with this silly hall yeah, of fame i mean it's still got donald trump in there so it's not right. like it's a really big deal all right so even more bad news cody rhodes and the young i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> all right things are turning around um right, here we go all elite wrestling is official and we do such a great job recording this show we're gonna be how many days out once they officially have their announcement we will be one day out so our next episode we'll be able to talk about the details uh so what is all elite wrestling well it's 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 something we all knew about for a while because it's been hitting the uh twitter sphere for a few months uh all the leaked yeah there's information been a lot of teases by uh the jackson brothers for sure uh cody's been talking about it um uh, and now it looks like we're finally gonna get all these big signings yeah um and and some of the ones that are are bigger that aren't official and are still considered rumors um and i'll kind of rank them here as possibility uh like by the potential of them actually doing it uh let's do it y2j it's been rumored that not only is he going to be a wrestler that he's got a heavy stake in this so i'll say y2j is is 99 sure going to wrestle for all elite at some point uh number two mike probably not full time because i think he likes getting paid by new japan but probably for a little bit will be kenny omega yep and number three mike i don't know if you're reading the notes but oh, i am man. he I can't wait for you to say here's, it out loud. here's why here's how people came to this conclusion you ready val venus he oh. yep val venus is coming to him. all elite or wait what's it called is it wait all yeah all okay <laughs> I, I no we're kidding it's bill goldberg because he follows the twitter account of all elite wrestling <laughs> that, Read the tea leaves, that's huh? how we came to that conclusion now i i like that that actually i opened up an article i saw that goldberg could be heading over to aew and i opened it because i was like that'd be kind of neat like 
you know, like to see a guy who for years has just been looked at as this guy who doesn't really care about pro wrestling, but then he he had that fun stint with Brock Lesnar and the WWE where he really was just like, no, I want my son to see like me performing here. Like, and that's, that's a show of love. And now for him to join a company like this, would also be pretty cool. And I, I don't, I don't really hate Goldberg. I never have. He's never been my favorite. Uh, but I, I think that would be good for that company. It would be something not, you know, they're not going to get the rock to come over, but if there's a guy that makes sense for all elite and he's a high profile name and you're not going to get John Cena, uh, and you're not going to get Brock Lesnar, you know, why not Bill Goldberg? Um, I will say, I mean, there's a couple other fun names, uh, you know, some like the revival is being, uh, uh rumored, yeah, maybe. uh, CM Punk is rumored to, uh, have already oh, come man. to an agreement. They just want to make the announcement on the eighth. That would be, that would be huge. I just, I, folks, I challenge you to go back and watch CM Punk matches. I'm going to say it, Mike. I'm going to bury myself right now. They're not, they're not amazing. Like, you know how AJ Styles can fight with anybody and that match yeah. fucking rules? Eh. CM Punk had some great matches. And and for all I'm a hypocrite if I say that he's not my favorite because he does fantastic storytelling in the ring. But the athleticism yeah. never truly was there. He was just a little guy and I think we just kind of went, "Well, he's little, so he's probably quicker than the rest of them." But he's he's more like if I was fit and I was trying to do moves in the ring, I, you know, I'd find some way to hide it, to hide my lack of athleticism. Um, With that said, if CM Punk signed, I would be watching that show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't if know I'm, why I decided to bury myself right now and let you all know that I'm one of the yeah, few people. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I mean, so listen to show that's just brother... screaming to get, you know, Tyler Bates involved, uh, to get Xavier <laughs> Woods involved, you know, for Xavier and, you know, Kota Ibushi and Omega to just be over there playing video games. Uh, oh, man. I mean, you could be seeing uh, uh, the Perfect Ten. You could see him going over there. You could see a lot of weird signings, too, like, you know, pending his health, like Big Cass kind of re- rebooting his career a little bit. Um, what about, Mike, what if Nakamura went there now his whole family's in florida and one of the things that he hasn't liked about um being in the wwe is not being around you know like being in a a location not necessarily a central location but having that ability to go back to his family at a moment's notice um yeah which is something in japan was more possible uh but having the setup down in in jacksonville was really possible because most of those shows are taped in Florida. Exactly. Right. So this is supposed to be centralized in Jacksonville. So there's that very good possibility that uh, if if that's the case, that somebody who's looking for some permanent residence and some close to-ness of your family and not wanting to move them right away, hey, checks all the boxes. I mean, I, I think... Uh... As far as, like, a dark horse get for this uh, AEW, if they could snag the New Day, woo-hoo! Whoa. Because you know Xavier's buddies with, you know, half of those guys. Yeah. Um, you know, Young Bucks, Omega, Cody. Um, you know, that would that would kind of open things up, so maybe even if the New Day doesn't want to do their same gimmick, um, you know, you look at somebody like Kofi Kingston, who's never really been given a, a real single shot. 
uh, or Biggie Langston. You know, remember we had that he was Biggie Langston with an Intercontinental title, and then he was just kind of Big E, and now he's just E. Uh, I don't know what comes <laughs> after that. Just, eh. uh, but I, you know, this 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 is a really good time to try and do this because um, what they're doing is just promoting through the internet uh, and getting things, you know, uh, trending, which WWE tries to force feed, but this feels so you know organic and real which is what people you know are are, are really gravitating towards um you know that level yeah. of authenticity so to see this every... like up and coming like we've seen cody rhodes get screwed by a company yeah and now maybe this is his stone cold moment where he kind of flips the bird to the you know the the corporation and you know people are going to want to check this out yeah I, I i love that like i hadn't thought about that but that is probably the best point um anybody's made so far mike and I, I'm, I'm guessing this is just off the top of your head but mike they instantly have storylines for an entire year for an entire roster if anybody wants to consider themselves forgotten um <laughs> i mean that's it right there you've you've got a whole roster that could say you know what i didn't get my shot and now i'm gonna earn it and yep. the quote-unquote hardcore wrestling fan who sometimes makes decisions just to go against the grain because that's what's cool oops well but i, I will say too. they will eat that s-h-i-t up they'll eat it I up nom, 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 nom. like i can understand at the time the appeal of wwe's move to basically sign every single independent wrestling free agent get them dum 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 boom 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 don't even let them have a chance to go to Impact or New Japan or Ring of Honor or, yeah. you know, what have you. Let's just sign all of them. So what that meant is some of those shows were kind of scraping by with, you know, real stars, quote-unquote. But now what they've done is WWE has given, like, a podium to so many of these independent wrestlers. But now that the WWE market is so oversaturated, of course some of these guys would want to jump ship. You know, because they're not getting on TV, they're not able to make a living... And all of a sudden, Cody Rhodes says, hey, you know, my roster's only about, you know, 30, 40 deep, and you're going to have name recognition. So now people have that recognition thanks to WWE, but now they're going to have this um, kind of cult following that Cody Rhodes has created. So WWE's kind of helped create their own monster by showcasing all these indie guys. Yeah. I agree 100%. So it's it's gonna be a nice problem for us because now we're gonna have you know a, a a rival, you know to maybe you know take some of our wrestling interests, um, and then hopefully what this does is, you know we get kind of a WWF WCW um, feud. You know hopefully Cody can really build this up and, you know the more competition there is, it's it's just gonna make for better high quality um, wrestling product. So we're we're really in, um, you know, kind of a golden age right now. If this can work out, um, well, I, I'd say that they're about to challenge that idea of being all in more than ever before. And the reason being is we've seen Tommy Dreamer try this, we've seen Jeff Jarrett try this. I don't know, sixteen, seventeen times. Yeah, he's like the Michael Scott Paper Company. You know, <laughs> it goes bankrupt. I will build another one. And then if that goes bankrupt, I will do another one. But it, it just goes along this idea that, sure, you can say you're competing 
with the big company, but then the big company has the big wallet. And the big wallet, while, you know, you're going to get superstar, you're going to get, a, you know, a good chunk of superstars that don't care. You also have superstars, and I'm calling them superstars, and, you know, maybe we're talking about pro wrestlers. Uh, right. But you're going to have pro wrestlers that prefer to make money to support their family. And the best situation they can put their kids into isn't necessarily jumping on the back of Cody Rhodes. So I think that is one thing that he'll never be able to compete with. And and that's why it's scary to kind of, if we're going all in, if the brothers of discussion are like, okay, whatever channel this is on, whatever I have to subscribe to, I'm going to do it to support Cody Rhodes. How long is that going to last? I mean, is this going to be the movie pass against the big, you know, theaters? And I'm just going to go, oh, I'm going to do movie pass. And then month after month, it's like, well, am I still going to spend 20 bucks a month to have a subscription to this channel I don't watch? I, and I'm not saying we're even close to being that. I'm just saying here's the reality of every other other indie promotion that's tried to well, it's challenge just, you know, the WWE in the recent we have five this, years. Uh, we have this unique problem with superstars, right? Where all these guys are like, hey, I want to get on TV. Hey, remember I still work here? You know, yeah. get me on TV. Let me do it. So you got all the talent who's frustrated. Um, you have this interest, you know, from this other this other promotion. You have Cody Rhodes basically doing a Vince McMahon impression. You know, this all-in mentality, which is what Vince's WrestleMania was, was an all-in, where he could have went bankrupt and could have went under. And instead it worked. And Cody's all-in worked. And now he's getting all these guys who are like, man, this is, this is kind of working out. Let's give this a little... You know, let's give this a chance. Let's put our careers into this. Yeah. And then at the same time, like, when you got to think about The Beast, which is WWE, uh, potentially losing uh, viewership, potentially losing out on superstars, and then Vince uh, in his... Um, Infinite bankroll? His kind of, you know, his, his ego and his pride, you know, trying to invest in the XFL again. You know, that doesn't smell like a venture that's going to make him a lot of money. So... If ever there's a time to, you know, stick your dagger in the in the side of the of the monster, this is it. And I think Cody's he's really timed this well, and uh, you know, time's gonna tell how this promotion's actually gonna you know flesh itself out. We're still looking at the bones. We don't even have a roster. We don't have anything planned out really. But it's it just it feels like something you can be optimistic about if you just want high quality wrestling. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's definitely a, a puzzle for me. I, I texted you either this morning or yesterday, or I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna support this. We're gonna make it a part of the show. Once it gets going, we'll we'll watch the episodes. And you know what? What's funny is I, I do the same thing for the XFL. So why wouldn't I do it for AEW? Right. Um. <laughs> so. You know, there's nothing that's going to stop me from watching this. Uh, one of the things that's always stopped me from watching New Japan is the fact that it's six months behind. In fact, if I want to watch something live, I'm not really going to have a story to back it. So, uh, I mean, that's that's always been my holdup. So this seems like this connection, finally, where, you know, guys that have fought in New Japan pro wrestling and, uh, you know, what it sounds like they could be they could be taking a few superstars away from that. And, 
you know, given us that level, that uh, I'll put quote unquote quality uh, level of pro wrestling in uh, in a domestic uh, box, in a package, and I'm I'm very interested in that. I just, uh, you know, if I if I was being asked to to throw in my money into this company, I'll just say I have no problem spending some money to watch it. I don't know if I'd throw in too much money to uh, <laughs> into the venture. I would not go all in. Uh, Cody's probably got enough money uh, from from dead to dusty uh, to keep himself nice and golden uh, going forward. That was a clever choice. That was purposeful choice of words. But um, you know, there there we are, uh, and, and and there it is. Uh, <laughs> do my yeah, Jeff Goldblum These are exciting times, and you know we still got to wait for all this stuff to get fleshed out. Um, now for uh, but, uh, oh yeah, go ahead. No, we're at about the we're at about the forty minute mark. Um, I wonder if we can. You know, we're probably gonna donate some time here to talking about the uh, the programs that we we actually know and love so far. Um, kind of tough because we usually start out with NXT, uh, but this week they were really light on new content. It was mostly you know recaps, uh, you know some highlights of the best of matches of the year. Um, you know, no surprise that it was you know you got. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. Um, you got to see Undisputed Era going up against uh, Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch, which was a little bit of a surprise. I thought we'd get Mustache Mountain in there, but um, this was also an excellent fight. And then you also had the uh, uh, first ever crowning of the North American uh, title, uh, that ladder match. Yeah. With uh, Velveteen Dream well, uh, debuting EC3, Adam Cole, uh, Ricochet, yeah. Lars Sullivan, and um, we know Killian Dane. Stop it! What are you doing? <laughs> go! I don't go want watch to forget anyone. I know. Guys, just go you know, watch. Go watch like the recaps. Guys. It's it's you know that's what happened. It was I I dubbed it as recaps because I'm not I'm not a huge fan of the recaps. They're all great wrestling matches, but. Uh, you know, they can all Terrible already honor. be found on the WWE Network if you're interested. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, NXT, again, uh, the matches that were that were new and fresh were Cassius Ono and Matt Riddle and then uh, Bianca Belair. Uh, yeah, she won a match. It wasn't that great. <laughs> I, neither one of those matches were that great. Uh, Mike, do you want to jump into NXT UK? Because I will confess, I watched none of it this week uh life gets in the way timing of this show is awful um so yeah yeah, here we are i mean they're trying to set the stage because we are um one not this saturday but the saturday after is going to be nxt uk's first ever takeover event um as far as the because they give you two two one-hour programs um so they're basically you know two one-hour episodes i'd say the big highlight was joe coffee um you know, trying to demonstrate that he's going to be a main event player. And it, it doesn't feel at all like he's being uh, forced down our throats. It feels like this guy knows how to good, cut a good heel promo. He's got the good power moves in the ring. Um, he's got the legit look uh, to take on Pete Dunne. And honestly, I wouldn't be... I know Pete Dunne's held that belt for... You know, they keep touting it that it's longer than Brock Lesnar's run with the Universal belt. Um but is this as far as this show being the first takeover event, uh, trying to set the stage for you know what you can be expected to see going forward? Um, you know, coffee 
you know, being part of like the real first faction of NXT UK, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see Coffee uh finally finally take the belt off of Pete Dunn. Um Do you do you feel that this is I mean I mean you talk about how many days Pete Dunn has had this title. Yeah. Is that is that really what's I mean, we're not gonna go into like a deep storyline, we're not gonna have I don't know. It just seems so sudden uh that you know pete dunn runs into a guy that is formidable and will now lose the title like he's he's already defended it um against you know like somebody like jordan devlin mm-hmm. um you know pete was uh and uh, joe coffee was calling him peter which was kind of funny <laughs> peter dunn um I mean, he's 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 been out there. He's he's fought the Tyler Bates of the world. He's uh, you know, uh, really a who's who. I mean, we've seen him, you know, defended against like Ricochet, and um, you know, he's been in matches with Adam Cole. He's 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 been all over the NXT map. Um, he's proven himself, and I don't know how much longer you want to have a, a baby face just keep being dominant forever. Um, and at some point, you got to get these new NXT, at least new to us, you know, the viewer. You got to get these new guys over. And if that means that Joe Coffey's got to be in the one that knocked down Pete Dunne, I I get it from a booking standpoint. That's that's something I wouldn't be afraid to do. I think that this guy's definitely got he's got the stuff. Has he's Pete, got the guts. Has Pete Dunne done enough for you to see him legitimately? You make mean a like difference? that he would be fine uh, even without having a championship? No. Do you think Pete Dunn's done enough for you to see him make a difference on the main roster? Oh. That's a tough question. Um, just because those main rosters are so overflowing with people. Yeah. Um, and we still have, what, six, you know, f- uh, five entities, but six human beings who have yet to make their debuts. Um which is, I'll say, I'm getting pretty sick of seeing that. Like, yeah. all, all that does is remind me how they have no clue, and they had no clue from the get-go. Uh, but go ahead. Yeah, they they really did rush that. Um, no, I just don't think uh, like Pete Dunn's going to get called up anytime soon. I, I think he's going to be around that um, promotion, the the UK promotion, for a while. Uh, probably feuding with coffee so if if dunn wins nobody's gonna complain uh he's one of the better wrestlers on the whole show yeah um but it might be time to uh you know let somebody else really get over um just to prove that uk is not you know one trick pony um you know that it's not just the pete dunn it's not just the british strong style it's not just pete dunn and mustache mountain there's other guys on that show who who do a good job um it probably makes I know it you didn't I know you, abs- I know you didn't get to watch a lot of it but this yeah. this these two episodes we also just kind of um uh piggybacking off that idea um you know they're going to have finally the NXT UK Tag Team Championships. Yeah. So they've been having kind of a mini tournament. Um I don't think it's a big surprise that Mustache Mountain defeated Gallus. Um cuz Mustache Mountain is arguably <laughs> arguably the second most interesting tag team after Undisputed Era. Um, now, Mike, if you had to describe Gallus to the listeners, w- what would you say? I would Just for anybody say... who's hearing this name and nothing comes to mind. I don't know. Uh, I can't... 
Gallus is is kind of a um I would I would want you to think of like the the Bludgeon Brothers. Okay. But I think that I think that Joe Coffey is a better um like lead vocal than, you know, what what either Eric Rowan or Luke Harper could do for you. Um they're kind of a, a slower pace, but they're all power guys. Yeah. So it's the Coffee Brothers, and uh, Wolfgang is the third member. So Wolfgang and uh, Mark Coffee um, lost to Mustache Mountain. Um, as far as like forwarding this show, you can definitely, you definitely knew Mustache Mountain was going to win this match, but in the finals, um, you know, we're waiting to see if Mustache Mountain fights uh, Flash, Morgan Webster, and Mark Andrews, who are two. Uh, about they're probably under 300 pounds combined uh they're going up against james drake and maybe the best teal on nxt uk zach gibson um you know gets the crowd going with you hey gibson stand up uh if you hey gibson shoes off you know people are taking their shoes off so that zach gibson has to smell their shoes yeah um no, and uh, I, I, think, cer- I think the interesting almost conversation... Almost certainly Zach Gibson and Drake are going to be fighting Mustache Mountain, and more than likely Gallus is going to interfere to give Gibson and Drake the first UK tag yeah. titles. But I, I think it's obvious, like, Mustache Mountain can't win this. This is this is the same as going over the... Um, uh, It'll be the same as Pete The Dunn. May Young Classic and having, having Tony Storm uh, go over, only because Rhea Ripley's holding on to the UK title. And if they're both headed over there, I mean, you're making two superstars legitimate in rmp you don't need to make mustache mountain more legitimate which i you know it's probably the same uh direction you're going with thinking pete dunn's losing the uk title um so i i agree with you um i like flash webster and mark andrews but they're still going to be over regardless of uh a win or a loss here so give them the loss let zach gibson just become this this uber heel right and then yep. uh and then have him have him go over mustache mountain because when you look at these these both of these teams that are going at it they're probably going to have one hell of a match but neither one of them if you met them in an alley you know mustache mountain and and you know uh, i'll just recap again flesh webster mark andrews or zach gibson and james drake they're gonna they would get the shit kicked out of them in an alley uh but that's where you're right gals will come in make the interference uh you know just really just setting it up for a, a super watchable match as mike gives you the play-by-play of how it's gonna go down um yep. i'm teasing uh it'll probably still be good but you know i i think i think this will be an nfc championship afc championship from the nfl kind of thing where this flash webster and mark andrews versus zach gibson and james drake and this is getting tiresome to keep saying that'll probably be the best <coughs> match out of any of them um and that that's probably because there's all this fuel of hate and all of this uh hometown love uh going in opposite directions for uh, for the two teams going at it but i i can't agree with you more i i, I think a hundred percent um mustache mountain should go down there's just there's no other way to do it and they should probably start getting those conversations uh of of either I don't know if I guess it all depends on what the end game is here is is NXT UK supposed to survive you know for months on end uh with with Pete Dunne and and Mustache Mountain or are we supposed to build up a totally different talent pool and they're coming back to the states or going to the main roster I just I think if we knew the end game 
it, it would be easier to determine on like what the next step is here for for both of those titles. Um, but Mike, yeah, I think. I just, uh, oh, go ahead. No, you're right. Yeah, it's it's like those guys are already so over. Like you don't you don't need to keep pushing them, pushing them, pushing them, pushing them. Yeah, we got to make this NXT UK show watchable. And I'm already as soon as I see Mustache Mountain on the card, I'm like, ooh, I don't want to miss that. So. You know, you want to give those rubs to, you know, the Zach Gibsons and Drake, James Drakes of the world. You want to take Gallus seriously. I mean, they're still out there in NXT t-shirts. They still don't have a t-shirt, for God's sakes. Um, if you can't give them a t-shirt, give them some damn gold. Um, <laughs> they're out of the tag titles, so let their leader, Joe Coffey, hold some gold. Um, I do want to touch real quick, just because the Brothers of Discussion had a cool interaction. Um, you know, getting to see Marcel Bartel in Detroit. When he didn't have to say a word and got just, you know, venomous heat from the crowd. Yeah. Um, it's kind of interesting that Marcel Bartel formed a tag team with uh, Fabian Eichner. Um, and as far as run-ins, you know, the, uh, Eichner, uh, per the TV tapings, has set a precedent for interfering in Webster and Mark Andrews matches. So that could be a reason those underdogs go down again. Um, but it definitely feels like NXT UK kind of stumbled upon gold because uh, they didn't realize that Bartel and Eichner are actually pretty compelling, and the crowd was behind them. Uh, the crowd really likes yelling, Nine! at Marcel Bartel. That that shtick is really getting over. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised. If if for some reason that, you know, it's, it's determined that Mustache Mountain being the inaugural UK Tag Team Champions is a good move, you know, I could see them having, a, you know, an early defense against Bartel and Eichner, but... Um, they did a good job. They're interesting heels. The crowd's, you know, yelling at them. So, yeah, it wouldn't be a bad move. And, again, it's it's just kind of deepening the roster to see these two guys together. Um, and then as far as the rest of the card, you know, we're still going to have the article come out. But, uh, you know, Tony Storm got to get a little momentum, as they say, fighting the virtuoso, virtuosa uh, Deanna Perrazzo. Um then tony's going to be fighting obviously rhea ripley in the first title defense for rio um should be a pretty good match uh, I, I can't imagine that rhea ripley's going to go down in her first defense she's she's too good at her job um and the, the kind of a surprising few that they're building is dave mastiff versus eddie dennis if only because eddie dennis while tall is not quite you know at the baron corbin level uh, i don't think or the, you know, like the Roman Reigns level, being that kind of 6'5", six, 6'6 six, six guy with a little bit of length and power. Um, but the crowd seems, you know, pretty interested. They like Dave Mastiff, you know, with his, uh, he looks like Vader. Um, yeah. So this will just kind of be like the, uh, kind of the palate cleanser in between all these title matches at the first NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool. Um, I'm actually pretty excited to watch it. Um, uh, I really want to see how the tag team titles, um, how that match goes. I want to see Joe Coffey prove himself. And honestly, uh, Mastiff and Dennis kind of took it easy on, on each other this past, um, uh, past Wednesday. But, I, you know, in, in my book, I, I love watching a good power guy. And I, I think Mastiff can be okay. And that, that Vader look, it's, um... You know, as far as the red and black trunks kind of being shaped like a cannonball. Um, and Mastiff, I don't know if you have paid attention, but they finally uh, edited his entrance a little bit. 
so they put the camera on the walkway as the wrestler comes down yeah so as he steps the camera shakes and it looks like an earthquake (laughs) (laughs) it definitely you know kind of harkens back to how they treat lars sullivan now where he's like this giant you know um this giant eclipsing the sun you know or he steps in front of the the white light yeah so mastiff kind of having that earthquake um gimmick is is pretty cool whoever came up with that that was a pretty good idea but um yeah we're a week away from uh nxc uk's first ever takeover event um i know i kind of kind of hogged the uh uh talking points there but is there any any match you're really looking forward to or maybe just an outcome that you would really want to see happen at that event well, I definitely touched on the one I want the most is uh, in regards to the UK Tag Championships. Uh, I, you know, honestly, I, I think it's just going to be the same uh, way I, I went through NXT. Is I need to start seeing these characters develop. I need to like form my own. Like I can't just go face heel. I want to find some connections with these with these superstars. And I think it all starts with uh, the first takeover event. Um, Mike, I don't know about you, but HQ Trivia is about to start, <laughs> and I've got a pretty good streak going. Do you want to take a minute, play some HQ Trivia, and then uh, come back? Um, I mean, we don't have to drag the show out. We got uh, we got some stuff in there. I mean, it's not it hasn't been a super busy week. Yeah, I think. If, if there's if there's anything that needs mentioning, it's the fact that I told all of our uh, wrestling fans uh, that if they told us who their Superstar of the Year was, that we'd read it off on the show today. Uh, Mike, do you want to go with your Superstar of the Year? Oh, gosh. Um, I'll go first. I'll give you yeah. a minute. Mike, I, I just... I think there's an easy answer here. And sorry, like I'm not gonna say it just because that might be your answer, but then I'll just go see Mike pick the easy one. I'm gonna go with Drew McIntyre because the guy, like if you go back and look at his NXT work, he still was not given like you know he wasn't given everything. He wasn't given this. Uh, he was given the NXT Championship, but he he still wasn't sold as like this unbeatable behemoth. Uh, but as, as we go into the first, uh, I guess it was New Year's Eve, so it's actually, uh, December 31st. It was recorded on December 27th. Uh, but Drew McIntyre, like, is this final victory over Dolph Ziggler, I think is finally pushing him. And and to see someone go from nothing to something, kind of doing that Disney Hercules thing, it's, it's Drew McIntyre for me. The guy really did a great job on the mic, and I know a lot of people are tired of him. But I mean, this is this is a guy. Uh, you know, as we're we're bringing up Dijak, uh, uh Dijakovic. There we go. Yeah. Uh, he's called a, a five-tool superstar. I think yeah. that's what we're looking at in Drew McIntyre and a guy who's probably stronger than Dijakovic. So uh, he's got he's got the look. He's got the voice. He's got the charisma. He has the enthusiasm that mixes with the charisma, and he's got he's got the talent and he, i mean it's just got everything he's got the athleticism that power everything's there and he worked it all into becoming probably uh the go-to guy for uh a royal rumble victory yeah uh but i, I think i uh, hope i stalled long enough to give you a good idea well 
It's hard not to just pick Becky Lynch. Right. And my other thought was to pick um, Shayna Baszler, but, you know, she didn't have to do enough. She didn't have to perform as often as, you know, the WWE roster did. So I'm going to I'm gonna knock her out. Um, and Becky, as much as we love her, I don't think she had quite a full year, uh, like the person I'm going to pick. Um, and I'm, I'm not going to pick AJ Styles because as, as, as amazing as he is, I still, I, I have to pick Daniel Bryan. Wow. He had his, his big return this year. We thought the poor guy's, uh, career was over. Um, he, he did more than that. I mean, he's, he's so good at getting, um, either a positive reaction and now what we're learning, he's so good at getting a negative reaction from the crowd. Yeah. Um, he had very memorable promos. If you fight for your dreams, your dreams will fight for you. And now he's getting over as a bad guy with the new Daniel Bryan and doing the the fickle stuff and you know kind of kind of making you think of when CM Punk was straight edge and now he's doing this whole you know angry vegan character. Um, Daniel Bryan segments I feel are must see TV, and giving him the belt, letting him main event the Royal Rumble, I think that's a brilliant move. Um, I'm so glad this guy's back on our TVs. So I think picking Becky Lynch is too easy. Um, but Daniel Bryan, he's, he's going to be my guy this year. I can remember his, I can remember being excited for his matches, even in his defeats. I can remember his promos and they're things I'm going to, I'm going to think finally of in 2018 was the year Daniel Bryan came back to us. Well, I think, I mean, that's actually a fantastic pick. Um, cause they were even like the feuds in the middle of the summer were still hot where I think a lot of superstars struggle to do that, but we also had... Uh, I think that's what our two guys have in common that we picked here. And and we know, like, both of us can admit that Becky Lynch was obviously huge for pro wrestling. Uh, just probably one of the biggest... I don't know if you want to call it a turnaround or, or what have you, but just going from not even, not even getting a main event match to you know being in the women's division and main eventing tlc it's just this has been humongous for yep. her and we all agree with that but it started in june but maybe yep. july so i i like your point and and that kind of goes with why i'm going with um drew mcintyre sorry i am still getting distracted by hq trivia the official language of brazil i'm hoping is por- uh, portuguese i think it is too i picked spanish so i guarantee it's portuguese <laughs> Um, um, but, uh, I mean, just as far as the quick hits on the main roster, uh, you know, Becky Lynch got another, she got a cool segment with John Cena, uh, where he put her over, um, you know, they went in a mixed tag match, um, against, uh, Almas and Selena Vega, which was pretty cool, giving them the rub. Anytime you're in the ring with Cena, that's, you know, that's eyeballs on you. Um, but John Cena kind of, you know, bent the knee if you will, um, against the queen, um, letting her get, get one over on him in the promo. And she got to actually get the pinfall or the submission in the match. Um, and then AJ Styles, you know, winning the the five way match, uh, to become number one contender. So we get to watch him at Royal rumble, um, fight Daniel Bryan. Selfishly. Um, I could not be more excited for that win. (laughs) I know. Uh, two of our favorite wrestlers ever. Uh, we get to watch them go one on one at Royal Rumble. It's it's we're pretty lucky. 
But, um, yeah, I, I mean, anything on Raw that you want to touch on? Well. Besides, I know he loved Drew. Um, uh, you know, and Triple H putting Seth I mean, Rollins over, kind of kind of making him look good as far as, uh, you know, like a Royal Rumble winner. Well, for me, like, I've already got, a, like, the Drew McIntyre win over Ziggler was huge. Uh, yeah. I, I thought that really sold him as, as just this unstoppable force where we were kind of running into this trouble where it was kind of like Drew McIntyre is beatable. Uh, Ooh, I know the answer to that question. Um, <laughs> so that, I mean, that was the most important thing to me on raw, uh, the Seth Rollins and triple H thing. Um, it just, it comes off again as triple H not really coming out prepared telling seth rollins he's not doing everything he can and i i just i'm confused by that because that's all we've been talking about so it's kind of like triple h was just saying something rather than making good points i don't know <laughs> so not your favorite segment i got you no no, um, no. uh and well, then the Apollo last thing Cruz. i think we should do today is if you're you know not we're not gonna force you to say something about raw you know it wasn't a the greatest episode of all time but um uh, segment we've been trying to do every week building up to the Royal Rumble. Matt, who is your pick for the male Royal Rumble winner? I think I'm going to have to switch over to Drew McIntyre after Dolph Ziggler uh, after the Dolph Ziggler victory. I don't see it being anybody but Drew McIntyre right now. Whew! That's my pick. Uh, Matt, you get to pick the female Royal Rumble winner. I think I think we're still going Becky Lynch. I they had that match set up where it was going to be Asuka and uh and Becky Lynch. Oh god. What is not a channel that merged to form Comedy Central? I don't know. Okay. I uh they had that match and then they canceled it cuz I think I think they're still listening to our show and they went, "Well, obviously, yeah, that's a great idea. You have to have Becky Lynch and the Royal Rumble." So I think that's what's happening. It's uh it's a uh, it's tough to pick against Becky right now. Um but I still think that in some capacity we're going to get Charlotte winning the Rumble cuz it's it's Charlotte and that's that's their baby. That's, you know, Ric Flair's kid. Um you know, it's only the second Royal Rumble. I, maybe they give it to Becky, you know, as a somebody who's going to be in attendance. I'm definitely not going to boo. Nope. Um but it, it definitely feels like it's Charlotte's to lose still for me. And uh, uh, we still got to go through all of our Facebook uh, picks here. Right after if the title of the Beach Boys Little St. Nick refers to what? Santa Claus? That's what I thought, I guess. Oh, no, I didn't answer in time. Okay, now I can finally focus on the show. There we go. <laughs> now you're back. I wanted that 50 cents. All right. Jeff Owens. Picking AJ Styles. Very good choice, my man. Uh, J. Oh shoot! I mean Jeff. Oh, whoopsies. Sorry, Jeff. J <laughs> James C. Picking Braun Strowman because he's a true monster among men. Get these hands, buds. James, nice. I love the enthusiasm. I, I love Braun Strowman, and he did have one hell of a year, and that meets our formula. If we're going for 365 days of dominance. Maybe yep. I could argue that the last month I'll just go, well, it can't be Braun Strowman. He was out the last month. But James, very good pick. Uh, William C., Tommaso Ciampa, undefeated NXT champion all year. 
uh, improved from being cut from NXT and going almost suicidal to one of the best NXT champions in history. I'm going to have to do some research on some of those statements there, but William, love it. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa definitely is one of the top superstars of the year, and I, I believe uh, my brother of discussion and I kind of overlooked the NXT roster while we're picking our superstars of the year, but I, I'm still sticking with Drew McIntyre. That's a lot of hard work to get over on the main roster. Brian W. going with AJ Styles again uh, for his amazing title reign and his unrelenting charisma i'm just kidding charisma and then uh aiden m going with the man becky lynch she went from an overlooked superstar to the superstar and i think uh that that's just a perfect way to put it uh aiden you you have a fantastic choice everybody great choices nobody's picking you know no way jose so i gotta applaud everybody there uh thanks for throwing in the comments uh we love it we love the participation mike final thoughts on what? Anything. That's usually what you say to me, and then I sit there going, uh, nope. Final thoughts. Look at all this crap in the ring. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> so We're you are working on uh, Mean Gene. Yeah, you're working on a Mean Gene um, fuck it. impression. Let's... <laughs> That's all I'm going to learn is fuck it. Right. <laughs> mean Gene, we're going to miss you, buddy. Uh... I hope that uh, current announced team can someday reach those upper echelons like you did, good sir. Rest easy. All right, with that, everybody, that is episode 60 of the Brothers of Discussion, one of the shortest episodes we've ever turned in, thanks to NXT not even being on. Yeah! Woo! Next week will be tough. We've got previews for NXT UK. We've got NXT is back on the docket. Yep. Raw and SmackDown. Have another Royal Rumble pick. We'll, we'll see have... how they evolve with another week of Raw and SmackDown in the can. Another two hours of podcast content coming at you next week. Yep. And this week it ended soon because we were just looking at the news this week and we said, fuck it. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a great weekend. Have a great weekend. Bye.